This video is brought to you by Holocasa. Our tool transforms independent local real estate agents to global real estate agents. Create your own profile for free and get contacted by international investors. Sign up with the link in the description. Hello and welcome everyone to our 87th session of Hello Casa. My name is Michael and today I'm talking to Teodore Tardecilla from Marikina in the Philippines. Teodore has over 30 years of experience in real estate and also business development and consulting area and I'm super happy to have him on the show today. Teodore, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Hello and uh, I'm uh, Theodore. Uh, you can call me mm -hmm. Teddy. And I have been in the industry for over 25 years. The 33 combined years includes already business development and all other areas in the, in the different industry. In real estate, we, we focused on two areas. One is trying to help landowners find the highest and best use in their property. So we involve ourselves in market research. We do a lot of financial feasibilities and financial runs so that we can find how the lot owners can maximize the use of their land. The other area in our field is brokerage because after they have found the best use of their land, we've, we now help them with regards to marketing and selling. And this is where our expertise would come in. Perfect. And aside from that, yeah, we also help them with regards to project management. Perfect. Okay, let's break that down. Um, the second thing, especially, is very interesting for me um, to understand how that works. How do you market a new um, a new project? Okay, um, in in the Philippines right now, we have started regulating the selling and promotion of real estate. And this is by licensure. Before, for so many years in the past, the whole market is just open to anybody who would be interested to sell any property. But there has been a lot of problems with regards to um, honesty and with regards to selling uh, bona fide properties. A lot of fake titles have already evolved. And because of this, the government has regulated the industry and only those that are licensed real estate brokers are allowed to sell in the Philippines. So usually it would be formalizing an agreement with the seller. And this is what we call an author, uh, authority to sell. And the authority to sell would have a certain period of time. And this is assigned to a licensed broker with the asking price and all the other details including taxes, because taxes is a very comp important component in the sale. And once we are able to have a signed uh, authority to sell, this is where we start our work to find a, a, an ideal buyer that would pay the price, the asking price of the seller. And once this is done, then our work would also still include documentation, which includes um, to trying to document the, the sale and helping the seller get the complete set of documents so that he could transfer the, the ownership from the buyer, from the seller to the buyer, I mean. Yeah. Buying land in, um, in the Philippines, are there certain uh, special regulations which do not apply when buying other types of real estate in the Philippines? Well, in the Philippines, if you are a Filipino, you can buy all sorts of real estate which includes land, you can buy land, condominium, you can buy farmland, you can buy industrial properties. 
what restricts the ownership in the Philippines is what is stated in our Philippine Constitution, and that is restricting foreigners from buying land. However, it is still open that foreigners can buy land, but we've the, the country implements what you call a 40-60 ownership, wherein 60% would be owned by Filipinos and 40% would be owned by um, foreigners. And that's why there is what you call a joint venture. Now, there are also some exceptions, and this is when land will be used for, let's say, industrial use. There is a certain number of hectares that uh, foreigners are allowed to buy, but this will be more on a leasehold, leasehold basis. And at the end of the day, what happens is that the land is still owned by the by the government. Um, can you give us a little bit more detail on how to buy land and also for the Filipinos to understand exactly, like if I want to buy it and then not only the purchasing itself, but also then licenses and regulations when I want to build something on it or when I want to construct something on it? Are there certain regulations? Yes. There are, when, for example, let's, uh, a classical example is you want to buy land to develop the property into what you call a subdivision, let's say for residential units. So you usually would find the ideal property uh, that would be accessible to your target market. So it has to be very close to the places of interest like schools, churches. It should be very close to marketplaces. And there has to be what you call access to public transportation. So for now, assuming that there is a track of land that the buyer has already identified, usually it is purchased through a licensed broker. Now, if he is lucky that he is able to bump into, say, the seller or the unit or the landowner, then they can transact themselves. But if they lack the knowledge of what you call documentation, they're there really has to be a licensed broker um, that comes in. So the land has already been purchased, and he would like to already start his, what you call, development into uh, subdividing the land so that he could sell it into individual uh, plots that they could build what you call residential units. So first, you have to get the necessary permit. There is a whole list of permits that you will have to, to get, but... Right now, they, the government has made it already very easy. Okay, so just there is a whole checklist. You just have to get the the uh, the those that uh, the agencies where you have to get the permit, and there will be some very very minimal fees that has to be that has to be um, uh, what do you call that that has to be paid. Then you go to the planner. Um, you have to have the the land subdivided. There is a development law that you can develop by providing an open space of up to about 30%. And you can only develop and uh, uh, build on the remaining 70%. When I say 30%, 30% is the open space. This will include the roads. This will include the open parks. This will include the utilities where they will sometimes allocate where they pick up the garbage. And so... 70% can only be developed. So now they, uh, with the planner, so the planner would uh, already start the planning. 
But again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, business development work is also very important. Because if the land, the buyer does not know, let's say, the size of the land that would be marketable in his area, like right now, marketable uh, in a housing development would be about 50 to about 80 square meter per plot. Now, there are some properties like in very prime areas where cuts of land would increase to about 200, 300, 500. But again, once you increase the size of the land, it, um, it already changes the, the target market for that property. So now you already know the, your market, you already know the sizes of the land, you already have a, what you call a master plan. Then you approach what you call the agency that allows the subdividing of the properties. Uh, this is uh, the, the a, we call it the HLURB, or the Housing and Land Board, okay? And they're the ones that regulates. So you have to submit your plans, and then you have to, they, they will be, um, what do you call that? They will approve it, and then you have to pay the fees, okay? So now you're ready to build. You're, you already have the, the, pla the, the permit from the regulatory housing agency, you now go back to the local government unit. In the local government unit, like for example, you are building in a certain municipality, then you get what you call a, a development permit. The development permit will allow you to move about in, in that particular area. The city engineers will review the plans and then they will be the ones to uh, give you the permit. So when you're ready, you can already contact your developer uh, or your contract, your general contractor, they will already move in the equipment and you can already start earth moving. And then final, finally, I also um, need to have probably the broker who's then the seller's agent to, to market this one, uh, which you also conduct the this, this service, correct? You're right, Michael. Yeah, yes. Perfect. And um, yes. I haven't been myself. I think I I haven't had uh, anyone on the on the show yet who has um, laid out this uh, process in such a detail. So I really thank you very much, especially also for the Philippines. It's super interesting. Mm -hmm. um, mm. What is your um, size of the properties and of the of the let's say land and also volume? I don't even know in which unit you are measuring it in, as in revenue or um, sorry dollar construction site or do dollar exact uh, project size so what is more or less like the range of size which i can imagine mm -hmm. what you, what you're doing what you're dealing with okay uh first of all we have to look into um what market are you selling the developed uh, subdivision lots to um if you are selling to let's say a regular market then um, the cuts of land would be about uh, 100 square meters and going up. If you are selling really to the triple A market, then lands could, uh, sizes could be as a uh, minimum of 500. We measure it in metric, in square meters, uh, 500 and up. These are really in areas where the prices, uh, the market, the buyers are really um, those that would be, be building um, uh, huge and uh, big houses. However, in the Philippines, we have what you call a very huge housing backlog. 
there are still a lot of Filipino that are homeless. There's a huge market that are still renting at the moment and they're leasing. So this is a very, very attractive market to tap. And this market belongs to what you call the economic socialized housing market. When you say economic socialized housing, the government has implemented a law, which is Batasang Pambansa 220, and there's also what you call the Subdivision Act of 957. And what is required here is that there has to be an affordable housing that is provided for every Filipino. Now, Michael, this is a different market. If this is the if this is the the market that the developer would like to tap, then this is huge because there's quite a lot of buyers that are looking for affordable housing, especially now that the government has lightened up the uh, credit and credit is easily available, uh, not only from banks, but also from private institutions. So going, let us focus, for example, in uh, socialized housing. So lots can be minimum of 50 square meters where just imagine, yeah, 50 square meters. I don't know how many is that in um, um, in, in English system, but 50 square meters where you build a two-story house that is about 83. But usually if it's a one-story house, then you will occupy 40 square meters of the 50 square meter lot. So one house would be like a hotel unit. If you, let's say... Um, if you, for example, uh, billet yourself, let's say, to Shangri-La, that size is about 35 to about 42 square meters. Okay, So that is a typical affordable economic housing. So with that, usually they would sell the house more or less a minimum, well, this is in pesos, a minimum of about 40, uh, 400,000 pesos. Mm -hmm. So I think that's about $800. Mm -hmm. 800 or yeah about 840 yeah for uh, 400,000 so that's about 8,000 US dollars mm -hmm. so and they can go as high as uh, as high as about 1.8 million so more or less that's about uh, about 40 uh, 1.8 if you do the exchange no? okay so what i mean is that it it really depends on the developer that would be developing the property so if this is the market that you would like to, to target, then you're looking at houses at lots between 50 to about 120 square meters. Um, and then houses from about 40 to about a floor plate of about 80. And then if you want to target, let's say, the, uh, the affordable housing or the executive houses, then prices can go as high as about 1.8 million in Philippine peso. So about 2.5 million. Now, in the Philippines, just, just to <laughs> wrap up this, yeah, in the Philippines, um, the government has what you call, because for affordable housing, they are selling this non-VAT. Okay, so the, 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 the government, to make it a little more lighter, they took out the VAT, but prices will, will have to be less than 2 million, 2 million pesos. So divide by 50, more or less, that's about $4,000. So it has to be less than uh, 2 million pesos uh, so that you, it will be VAT-free. If, if the selling price would be more than 2 million, actually, it's, to be exact, it's 1.999 uh, 
1,999. Uh, if, uh, yes, if it's above, okay, if you add one peso to that and it becomes 2 million, then basically it, it now uh, adds, you have to add already a 12% fat. So... And this one, it's, uh, uh, by the way, super, super interesting and uh, super interesting field in general. Um, this, let's say, going into this um, government uh, scheme and also this, uh, yeah, this, this incentive for affordable housing, this is also accessible for both Filipinos, but also for, um, for non-Filipinos as in land construction and, 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 pro uh, and creating the projects? Well, since you, you touch on foreigners, if foreigners would like to buy land, okay, or if foreigners would like to buy property, easily they can buy immediately in a condominium project, okay? A lot, there has been a huge, during about, uh, right before the subprime of 1998, there, ha there has been a huge influx of buyers from Singapore, Malaysia, I think that time their, their currency was uh, very weak against the US dollar. Mm -hmm. So what happened there is that there has been a so huge volume of purchases from, from that market. Mm -hmm. However, again, if you recall, if you recall what I mentioned earlier, the the constitution still dictates the 4060 ownership. Yeah. So if there are about if there's let's say a thousand units in one in one project, what is only open to foreigners is about 400 units. All the rest is um, um, uh, for Filipinos. Now, another is if a foreigner would like to to buy um, tracts of land, uh, there, I like what I said, there are exceptions to, to, to the Constitution, but they have to use this for business. But, for example, a foreigner would like to settle down in the Philippines and would like to, let's say, buy land what they can do is that there is an agency which we call the retirement, the Philippine Retirement Agency. They can apply for, once they buy property in the Philippines, their visa would already be what you call a retirement visa. Okay, so they can buy already, say, I think a minimum of three hectares. They can already, uh, they, can, they can buy, for example, this located very near beachfronts or a mountaintop. Mm -hmm. And they can enjoy the, the 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 nature of the of the Philippines. Would I also of the Philippines? I mean, would I also be able to construct on the, those ones and then resell or make my create my own community or or, or use use it as um, as rental rental units? Well, um, as long as you're able to, uh, you're allowed to buy land. And for example, you're able to transfer it to your name. Um, you can build any as long as it falls within. There are restrictions in each of the local government units. Like there are some um, areas where you can only build up to three floors. Mm -hmm. So that's about nine, me nine meters above level, above uh, ground. However, there are also areas where you can build uh, a tower, like let's say as high as 42 stories uh, tower. Now, You'll notice that there has also been uh, a number of what you call um, foreigners marrying uh, uh, Filipina, Filipina in, in, in our country. Because once you marry a Filipino citizen, 
you are able to already take advantage of the 60-40. In other words, you're the 40% and your spouse will be the 60%. Mm -hmm. So you can already start buying land. So some investors would, would go also for that option. Okay, But however, you can also buy land as a corporation, not as an individual. And there are um, entries in the law that allows uh, so many hectares that uh, corporations can buy as long as you will use this for industrial purposes. And one last point, there are areas in the country which we call industrial parks, okay? These are, um, area, these are uh, what you call subdivisions, but the land are subdivided into at least a minimum of a thousand square meter, and these are uh, sold to foreign, uh, foreign companies that would put up factories or that would like to develop real estate in the Philippines. So there are there are options. Okay. Of those foreign investors, where do you see the most uh, money and investment coming in as in citizenship or, or country from foreigners? Well, before there has been a huge number coming from um, the US, but those were the earlier years. But um, our country is, um, there has been a lot of uh, influx of investment from China, particularly because uh, a lot of uh, rich businessmen are Chi of Chinese uh, nationals. There also has been uh, a huge influx from, from Korea, actually, and there are also um, some from, uh, mo but mostly th these are from Chinese, Indians, mm -hmm. and from, from, um, from the US, yes. Okay. Um, one quick question concerning investment or also buying land for for my own project, let's say. What do you think if there's like a retiree from the US or from Europe or from anywhere in the world and would like to create or buy a certain piece of land, um, let's say all the regulations aside, all the let's say he or she has has married a, a filipino or filipina um what do you think is more or less like an average sale price to get a decent amount of of um, or good land um close close to the close to the sea close to the close to the ocean um not a lot like maybe i don't know 10 by 10, maybe 20 by 20 to have a decent, to have an idea, to have an idea of the market prices, uh, more or less. Okay. Um, well, assuming that all restrictions to purchase land is already handled, like uh, putting up a Filipino company with a 60-40% ownership or marrying a Filipina or... So assuming that, well, first of all, it should be noted that land at the center, in the center of the metropolis. When I'm so talking of the metropolis, this is Metro Manila. You must have heard like um, like the Makati Central Business District. This is where the financial district of the country is. And right beside it is the Bonifacio Global City. And that is already a booming town. And um, uh, a little cheaper to that is what you call the Ortigas uh, central business district. If your purpose is, let's say, to build, let's say, building and uh, to rent it out, 
these locations are very good, but you will have to pay the price, okay? Because some of them would already go as high, like in the in the Bonifacio Global City, like land will go already as high as close to about 900, um, 800 to 900,000 um, mm -hmm. in Philippine peso per square meter, mm -hmm. okay? So, <clears throat> so if I were to run the numbers more or less you're buying about 18 about uh 18 18000 um so that's about 900000 18000 per square meter mm -hmm. so to buy, to build to build for example a a decent building usually there's a huge market here for what you call bis uh, business process outsourcing mm -hmm. probably you've heard about yeah. that and and the philippines is one of the biggest market for bpo companies coming from the us from europe from australia and this is where they build, uh, they, they, they um, what you call, um, operate their companies because first, labor is cheap, and the Filipinos can speak a very good amount of English, both written and spoken. So if that is your target market, there is still room for investors to go into that, but you will have to buy at least a minimum of, say, about 4,000 square meters mm -hmm. because, because business process outsourcing would require a minimum of 3,000 floor plate. They already have what you call a formula on, for example, setting up a business because they have a factor already, like for every 3,000 floor plate, they would already know how many heads they can put there. Mm -hmm. So they can already run the numbers with regards to the return on your investment. And, and okay? talking about um, <clears throat> like privately, talking about like uh, a, a small lot somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Okay. If if you're a, if if the buyer is a um, if is a lover of nature, there are quite a number of properties that you can buy along the the seashore. Can you just imagine, Michael, that our uh, the Philippines comprises seven thousand one hundred islands? So you can even buy an island if you want, and um, you can operate it. You can live in it, and then operate part of it, open it to the public, and get some income from that. So there are there are um, there are uh, sort of properties that you can buy uh, in that area. Like if you say a beach resort, uh, like you wanna put up, let's say, a beach house, and then um, enjoy retirement, and then part you're going to lease it out to, for example, uh, transients or travelers. So you can just put what you call native huts around around your house, and then lease it out, and then put some what you call amenities like water sports mm -hmm. or you can put some jet jet ski or uh, some uh, the, um, like activities that they can enjoy water you can buy land actually and they they run very cheap still at the moment like you can still buy land say about what $100 per square meter that's about 5000 uh, but this is away from the from the uh, the, cent the uh, city center, I mean. Yeah, that's that, that's so, exactly what I'm yeah. what I'm asking for. Okay, so um, that's interesting. So for yeah. someone who run, wants to get mm. off grid, who wants to um, to um, to go off the city, and I think there are a lot of people also in the audience make um, may be interested to exactly you know go away from the crowd maybe and and yeah. and go into the yeah. nature. Um, exactly. So this is definitely. And yeah. people can also, um, with regard to this one, could also contact you. Yes, 
We, yes. Perfect. And there are a lot of options that uh, the buyers. Awesome. Yeah. Theodore, um, we're, we're coming to the end, and I, I have to say I really learned a lot. You you gave us a very interesting overview on the entire project management, on uh, not only buying land, but also on the entire process of what to make sure in order to to commercialize that. Super interesting, especially also yes. with regards to the Philippines. Mm. Um, you also gave us a very great overview on the business process outsourcing and also on, on buying land um, as an individual. Also restrictions mm. and, and the purchasing purchasing process. Thito, how can people contact you if they would like to um, if they would like to do so? Um, I have updated my contact numbers in Halokasa okay. and um, Halokasa and, and I have my email there. I have my phone number. And then I also have my uh, Facebook page, so they can leave messages Perfect. there. Um, so yeah, I'll put all the all the information to the show notes. Do you have any uh, final words which you would like to share with the audience? Well, what I would like to say is that the Philippines continues to be a very attractive option for investment, and the land has uh, a purchase of land, or which I I could say ownership of land has a lot of um, what you call alternatives for a interested buyer. Now, uh, the government would like investment to come in. That's why they lightened up some of the restrictions, and also some of the taxes. And uh, one thing I did not mention is that they is, there is also what you call um, exemptions or um, um, like, for example, tax shields that uh, the government now My, my group, for those who would be interested to, let's say, like you mentioned about beachfront lots or lots away from the city center, we can help the interested buyer uh, spot an ideal location for, for uh, depending on the purpose of their use. Also, with regards to regulatory, we can also help that particular buyer um, come into the country and then assist him so that um, he would be guided with regards to trying to buy land and then help him particularly with regards to developing the land uh, with regard uh, in in the area of consultancy and market research so all in all um, we could help him from one to zero uh, from one to ten I mean and that is from trying to spot the property up to the time up even documentation and titling we can help Perfect. him yeah great Okay. Thank you so much for all the information and thank you very much for all the all the insights and uh, yeah, especially also for your time for being on the show today. I wish you um, a very good afternoon, evening, and uh, yeah, I send the best regards to uh, Marikina in yeah. the Philippines. Thank you. Same. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye bye. Thank you, Michael. Bye bye.